All right, so let's talk a little bit more about what we treasure in our possessions, okay? So in in this particular podcast episode, I'm going to be sharing with you what came to me and what I journaled about after reading Matthew 6:20 through 24. And in 6:24, Jesus says, "No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other." You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be a slave, be enslaved elsewhere. Girl, I was so enslaved elsewhere while attempting to serve God, not even realizing that I was serving two masters. When Jesus said that our first loyalty, and he says this in the rest of these scriptures here, but that our first loyalty should be with those things that do not fade cannot be stolen or used up, and the things that never wear out. He said that we should not be fascinated with our possessions, lest they possess us. And that's what I underlined for this podcast. Does your weight loss possess you? Does your weight loss own you? Like your consume your every thought? Because God alone deserves to be our master. Either we store our treasures with God like Matthew here is telling us to do, and focus our eyes on him and serve him alone, or else we don't serve him at all. So where does your allegiance lie? Are you just seeking that number on the scale? Or are you seeking him? Are you allowing him to do a work inside of you? To do something through you? Are you allowing him? Because allowing him is where you have a part. Like I always say, God's not going to do for you what he's equipped you to do. So allow him today. Give him a chance to do what Romans 12 has taught us. Help him help you to stop conforming to the patterns of this world by seeking a number on the scale, by seeking cravings and all of the things. Let him This implies your part. Let him help you to renew your mind, to help you see the big picture, to help you see that your treasure should be stored up in heaven and your focus should be on heavenly things. And when you're struggling to get out that moral compass, to get your priorities for the day in alignment with who you're becoming, who God is helping you to become so that he can transform you into who you've been, who you've meant to become this entire time. So where does your allegiance lie? I want you to just really sit with yourself and pray about this and check yourself. Does your weight loss possess and consume your every thought? And if so, then it's time to just go a little bit deeper with God. This means that you really need to take an assessment of what your treasures are. If your treasure is just the weight loss and the number on the scale, you're probably going to find it to be hard. But if your treasure is to truly seek God's will and live out the life that he's destined you to live, then it is time. It's time for you to just really make that decision. Make that decision to switch switch your focus. Keep your focus on the fruits. Focus on the fruits, the fruits of your flesh, leveraging leveraging the fruits of the Spirit. And you do that by building your everyday schedule and plan 
around your values. All right. I hope you have a good day. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Girl, I'm so excited to talk to you about your weight loss journey again today. <laughs> today, I want to talk a little bit about just how hard it is to give to give God your weight loss goals. You know, I mean, this is hard stuff. This is exactly why it has to be why I, I have a weight loss program. I mean, understanding how to literally apply your faith to your weight loss is hard to understand, but wow, is it powerful when you have the keys to unlock your faith, even in, even in weight loss, even on your weight loss journey. I mean, don't you agree? Do you feel like connecting the dots here and understanding how, how you might not have been applying your faith to your weight loss? beyond just thanking God for your food. <laughs> so I'm just excited to talk about that because oh, I'm excited to share with you a story that I read through all of the Gospels this week. Um, I was drawn to the story across all the Gospels of how Jesus fed the multitude. You're probably familiar with this. I'm just in awe of this story and I couldn't help but to see how it totally was my experience on my weight loss journey. I mean, listen, hear me out. <laughs> I mean, when I set out to lose weight after I had my babies and there I was struggling, you know, at the age of 40 to lose weight because I had Landon when I was 39. I mean, after I had him, I couldn't lose weight doing it the way that I previously had in my 20s and even with some degree of success, you know, in my 30s. I couldn't lose weight anymore the way that the world told me to do it. And it didn't matter. It didn't matter how many points, you know, that I was counting or how many calories I was counting every single day or how long I was spending working out in the gym every single morning of our, just, you know, right there in our house or how much I struggled in my attempts to avoid all of the sad foods and even drinks all around me. I mean, when it came to saying no to those foods, girl, I was weak. <laughs> I had no ability. I would struggle in the face of every of temptation every single time I was around it. I was walking in a constant state of doubt and even fear that I'd become just weight loss resistant. I mean, I... I would so often start a new diet and quit it at least, you know, once in the middle of the week. So I'd start a new diet, begin it, and not even a week in, and I would have already cheated on it midway through the week. I mean, that's how bad I was. I would even start to change to a new diet at least, you know, once every month or so. When it wouldn't work for me, bam, I was done, on to the next thing. I would claim to feed and say that particular diet, you know, just didn't work for me. I mean, I was even weighing in daily and weekly. And all of that just led me to being completely burnt out. I mean, I was just burnt out. The world's way simply stopped working for me and weight loss with each passing year, the older and older I get. But when God told me to seek him instead of a number, instead of the gym, I had no idea that he'd meet me literally halfway on the path. I had no idea because nobody ever told me that God would bless me even in weight loss. I gave him what I had. I gave him the first part of my every single day. I gave him my trust and my belief in his word in exchange for all of that, just blindly, because there was nobody leading me on this journey. 
And when I gave him all of that, he strengthened me. I mean, I'm still blown away by him that he would see my weight loss journey as important as, as even mattering enough. And he did. He strengthened me against all of the food things. I mean, I gave him my frustration and my doubts and he gave me evidence of his hand at work in my life. Oh, I hope you're listening to this and just leaning into what I'm sharing with you. I mean, when I surrendered all of the things, my weight loss didn't happen overnight. I mean, none of it was physically overnight, but I could see him at work in me spiritually almost overnight because I stepped into confidence with each repeated day. I mean, I began to be obedient with my food and with all of my life choices, really, with progressively less effort day after day. Things started to become easier day after day because I wasn't seeing myself as my source of strength. I started to switch my fuel source from me to him. And as I did that, He did what I couldn't do on my own. So here we are in John 6. You know, I told you I'd been reading all the Gospels about, you know, the story of Jesus um, feeding the multitude. And in John 6, there's the story of Jesus feeding these 5,000 people because each of the disciples, each of the Gospels shares their version of the story. But in John 6 in particular, it he talks, John talks about how Jesus was feeding the five people with just five loaves of bread and two fish. And he took, you know, this basket of these five loaves and these two fish from a young boy and was able to feed everybody with it. But he took what was impossible for humans to do to feed 5,000 people with just five loaves of bread and two fish. He took what is what was impossible for humans to do and he did he did it anyhow. He did it in front of them. I mean, they gave they gave him all they had in that moment. And he made it more than they even needed. More than enough. And that's powerful. That's exactly what we're talking about right now. I mean, so what do you have that you could give him? I mean, could you give him your time and prioritize him over that gym membership? Every day, could you give him your heart and believing that he could do what you struggle to do? I mean, could you give him your trust that in believing his word, like really just actually believing it, that you might step into obedience to your meal plan? What could happen even in your life if you were to do that? I'm going to tell you right now what would happen (laughs) because I know from experience, if you were to give him just these things, you're going to find yourself stepping into profound blessing. And I only know it from experience. Give him your heart's desire. Give him that number on the scale. Give him that disbelief that you can't say no to the sub sandwich because you can smell the sub sandwich when you walk into Walmart where there's a, where there's a subway you know, just because you're fasted or you're, you know, you're just weak or you didn't meal prep or you didn't expect to smell the food, give him your trust and he will give you more than you gave him. When I gave, when I gave God all of these things, he not only blessed my weight loss, but he blessed everything else in my life too. Things that I didn't even realize needed his touch. I mean, let me just tell you, he 
when I gave him my physical ailments that I was experiencing that were on, that doctors were telling me could only be fixed by, you know, oh, you need a minor outpatient surgery or you need these medications to be healed. When I gave him, these are the things I gave him. I gave him my depression. He healed my depression. I no longer take antidepressants. I'm not encouraging you to do that without the help of a medical practitioner. <laughs> I'm just telling you, this is my experience. I also had a bit of uterine prolapse and diverticulitis. Both things I was told would need surgery. I surrendered my belief in the world, my weight loss, the number and the scale, all the things, and he healed me. So what could you give him? I mean, when your situation, situations that seem impossible with human resources are simply an opportunity for God. So make sure you're looking at your life as you know, what can I give him as an opportunity to show me what he can do in my life? If you'll just believe when you're facing a seemingly impossible task or something like weight loss, do what you can and ask God to simply do the rest. And he will, if you ask him in complete belief and faith and trust in him. When Jesus told his disciples in the story that I'm talking about here in John 6, when he told his disciples that they were going to feed 5,000 people with just the five loaves of bread and two fish, they could not see how. I mean, all of the gospels talk about how they didn't see how Jesus could do that. And you know what? We're the same way, ladies. <laughs> we're the same way when thinking about seeking God for weight loss. But what we need to accept is that God isn't he is not asking you to see how he's not asking you to see how our human nature just wants to know how <laughs> that's just god isn't saying see how to do this no he's that's our human nature that says well how is he going to do it because it doesn't make sense it's not logical he just he doesn't want you to see how he just wants you to see him and to trust him I mean, so many of my clients are so quick to give up seeking when they don't wake up skinny in the morning, when it just doesn't happen overnight. Other of my clients express doubt about, you know, my theories that I share in the Seekers Method and practices of why, you know, I encourage women not to work out until phase three of the program as they're learning to prioritize God and to prioritize meal prepping and obedience to their schedule and their routines and all the things. They don't understand it. They disagree. And a lot of them have been conditioned. This is why they disagree. They've been conditioned to believe that weight loss only comes from exercise. Girl, that's a whole bunch of bro science. Let me just tell you. No, mm -mm. I teach women that God wants you to prioritize him over the gym. I tell my clients all the time that if you have time to work out, but you don't have time to seek God, your priorities are completely misaligned. Or if you have time to focus on your goals in other ways by doing all of these other things or to have a perfectly kept home, but you don't have time to seek God, your priorities are wrong. Don't underestimate what God can do on your weight loss journey. I mean, he knows how to make how to make weight loss happen in your life and in your body because hello, he designed you. <laughs> he knows, he knows what to do. He knows that many of you don't have a weight loss problem at all. I mean, there, I said it. He knows you don't have a weight loss problem. You have an obedience problem because I'm here to tell you, I see it. I saw it in myself. I see it in my clients. Obedience 
is so much more than, how do I want to say this? I mean, here's how I, I kind of can encapsulate this. Obedience to so many is seen from the wrong perspective. How about that? Many see obedience as giving up control and giving up their ability to choose the right foods instead of what it really is. Obedience is an act of faith. It is an expression of love and trust toward God. We limit him when we see obedience for what it takes from us. Okay? Look, think about that for a minute. Approach weight loss as a seeker with your eyes of faith. Don't focus on what you don't have to give. Don't focus on what you think you can't give to him, such as, you know, I could never surrender my favorite dishes because I love food too much, Sherry. I'm too much of a foodie. I hear that all the time. So don't think that you can't give up food because you love how it tastes or how much you crave the flavor or, or you know, even the fullness of eating pasta or the comfort of grandma's apple pie and Thanksgiving <laughs> or, you know, just the holiday treats that you find so much joy in or any of your other food beliefs. Don't focus on what you feel you can't give to him because you're, you don't have it to give. You love it too much. Jesus's disciples didn't see how Jesus could feed 5,000 people with only five loaves and two fish. Okay. They weren't seeing with their eyes of faith. Ah, we have so much to learn from this story. Don't let your lack of ability to understand how he can make you lose weight just by prioritizing him to limit or to stop you. Don't focus on that because that's going to stop you in your tracks. That's going to limit your belief. Your inability to understand God's ways and his timing could blind you to his power. Think about that. I mean, Jesus cares about your physical and spiritual needs in this life, physical and spiritual. You need to work out spiritually so that you can have strength physically to obey your obedience plan. That's how, or your meal plan. That's how obedience works. This is how you position yourself for a weight loss blessing. Give what you have so God can give you what you don't have. The boy in the story gave his five loaves and his two fish. So what's, what's in your basket? Can you give him 20 minutes every day and your trust more completely? I mean, can you give him your, your goal weight? Can you give him the scale? <laughs> when I did this, he took what I gave him and he blessed me. I mean, I'm going to think about this for a sec. My five loaves and two fish, what were they? Okay, so when I think about what I gave him, I gave him my time. I gave him my timetable, my priorities, my comfort, my faith. And my trust, and I gave him the scale. Those were my five loaves and two fish. And he blessed me with so much more that I still have leftovers even today. He can take what little you have to give and turn it into something great. That is how he meets us halfway on the narrow path. So I encourage you to give him what you can today. Identify your five loaves and your two fish and then give it to him. And when you do it with your whole heart and with complete trust, surrendering your timetable, ah, oh girl, watch what he will do in return, even in weight loss.